Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of an unexpected podcast. And today we have uh, my four channel hosts, Matt, Mick, and Rainier. Unfortunately, the others aren't going to be able to join us today, but uh, us four, we're going to be going over a list review that we do every episode where you submit a list from the comment section of YouTube and then we'll review it here. Uh, and then We'll do that for about 15 minutes and then go into the Isengard heroes. We're going to be reviewing them from a competitive strategic standpoint and uh, giving our thoughts on all of them. So, uh, Matt, go ahead. What lists do we have for today? All right. So this is a list from Joe Garman. And Joe says he's new to SPG uh, and is looking for help with a 700 point good versus evil tournament that's coming up here in the UK. Um, this is an interesting tournament. Um so well, this is one before before you go into the list uh, for our YouTube viewers. Are you able to put the list on screen? Yeah, I'll put the list on screen in just a second. I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna read through his introduction and then um, uh, uh, and then I'll put the list up. So um, so anyway, uh, he, he starts with a 700 point list, and then on day two, the leader of his list dies and is replaced by a by the lieutenant. Then you delete the day one leader's warband, fill the remaining warband with extra models, war gear, and one additional. Uh, and additional war bands provided it's still a legal list. So with that introduction said, I'm going to, this is kind of a lengthy day one, day two list. I'm going to put this up on the screen. Where's he from? Because that's some interesting rules <laughs> for an event. Yeah. Does, so, this, did he say? So let's repeat that again. They After the second round, they delete the, uh, the general. On, on the second day, they delete the, the, the army leader's general and his warband and then they can i guess rejigger the lieutenant um who i guess was the second in command on the first day he becomes the leader and um then they can spend the extra points to kind of bring the rest of their uh list up to spec so um we should have you sh you should have a day one list and then the start of a day two list um so i'm going to go over the day one list first uh, he's got uh, Denethor as his leader. He has four warriors of Minas Tirith with shield, two with shield and spear, two guard of the fountain court with shield, two rangers with spear. So that's his, uh, that's his leader's warband. Then his lieutenant is Boromir on horse with the banner and shield, the right way to do it. Two knights of Minas Tirith with shield, four warriors of Minas Tirith with shield, two warriors of Minas Tirith with shield and spear, Two Guard of the Fountain Court with shield, two Rangers of Gondor with spear. And then we have uh, Irolas as Warband number three. And with him, he has three Citadel Guard, two Citadel Guard with bow. And then rounding it all off uh, as appropriate is Galadriel, Lady of Light, who um, accompanied all of Minas Tirith's hosts into battle, as we know from the Middle Earth lore. Um, so that's day one. I'll go ahead and read off uh, uh, day two. Um, so, uh, that comes out at, uh, 30 models, uh, 12 might and six bows for day one. So day two, um, Denethor shuffles off this mortal coil and with him goes his warband. Um, Boromir gets promoted to general, um, as is his right, because, you know, after he kills his father in the books and assumes the stewardship of Gondor, he takes control. Um, he still has two knights of ministry. Uh, Tirith with shield, four warriors of Minas Tirith with shield, two warriors of Minas Tirith with shield and spear, two guard of the fountain court with shield, and two rangers of Gondor with shield, oh, I'm sorry, with spear. Um, and uh, he is now accompanied by Kyrian, 
um, who has shifted into the lieutenant spot. And he has four warriors of Minas Tirith with shield, two warriors of Minas Tirith with shield and spear, two guards of the fountain court with shield, two rangers of Gondor. Um, Iralas has, uh, has, I guess, taken some casualties in his war band. He's just accompanied by uh, three Citadel guard. And of course, Galadriel, Lady of Light, is still supporting the host of Minas Tirith, as is her want. And that leaves him with 28 models, 15 might, and four bows for day two. Um, and we do know the scenarios here. Um, I'll scroll down so we can take a look at them. On day one, we've got uh, game one is seize the prize, which I guess has some customization to it. Game two is domination. Game three is a custom scenario. Um, I don't exactly know. Kind of unclear how one wins the custom scenario. And then game four is assassination. I'm not really sure that we'll be going into a deep dive with the scenarios in mind because we already have the concept itself of rotating your army around. So let's, it seems like with seven games, you're going to have a pretty good, healthy mix of scenarios. I mean, yes, for anyone listening, scenarios do absolutely impact what you should take, especially if you know them in advance. But um, we might only go into a very quick synopsis of that. So going into the army itself, Matt, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So um, uh, first of all, I thought that, I thought the idea of having Denethor as the leader being replaced by Boromir was was a smart way to go with this. Very smart, yeah. Because um, you have, you know, you, you have your punch on day two when the games are are uh, more important, and you know, you you get rid of that dead weight that's uh, Denethor. I mean, he does bring eighteen figures with him, and that's that's great. Um, and I'm sorry, Denethor? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he brings fifteen power. figures with him, and that's that's he brings a bunch of guys. I mean, that's what Denethor and brings. To the where table. do those models go when he disappears? They I think die. they disappear. They they they're horribly butchered along with Denethor himself. Well, the why first he he on the sake. <laughs> then yeah, he should get fire. rid of them. Well, he should get rid of them and put them in other warbands. Well, I mean, he's got. Sir, I, I mean, he he can plus up the other warbands with. Oh, so points. he can move them over. Okay. Although I I think as a matter of as a matter of fact, I think what he did is take the guys from Denethor's warband and put them into Kyrian's warband. So I think he actually did that. So he kept them. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because there was nothing wrong with a figure loadout. I mean, I I will say... He lost one model, it looks like. Because he he went from 30 to 28. So he lost one. He lost lost a couple Citadel Guard with bow off of Irulas' warband. Got it. That's the other thing that disappeared. Because, I mean, Um, Denethor you lose, but... Right. Um... Uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, I, I will say this, um, uh, well, I guess he's got, all right. So your first scenario is seize the prize, um, going through this, it looks like for seize the prize, your little task force to run for and grab the prize. I assume, um, supported by a March from. Iralas is going to be Boromir and his two knights of Minas Tirith. So, you know, right out of the box, you're going to need to make sure that you have your your setup um, prepared so you know how to get Boromir and those two knights of Minas Tirith up there because you're going to have to bring up a knight, dismount it, hope he finds the um, 
artifact and then he can hand it to Boromir who will proceed to, you know, cut his way to the, uh, to the edge of the board. And I think you're going to want Galadriel on the first turn um, casting fortify spirit, perhaps channel, depending on, on how much opposition you have with magic uh, on Boromir on the first turn. Um, you know, other than this, other than that, I mean, I think this is a decent way to go. Um, I guess the, uh, do the Citadel guard come with spear or do you need to buy them with spear? No, no, you have to buy them with spear. That's the extra point. Yeah. I would, I would think about how you might want to get a couple spears onto that Citadel guard. Um, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I understand there's some, you know, I understand wanting to have the Citadel guard there because, you know, Eralas and he's the guy who's supposed to command the Citadel or, or was that Baragond who commanded the Citadel guard? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, it was Baragond. Um, I guess my only question would be the, the Citadel guard um, without spears and, you know, maybe I would trade some of those guys in for, um, where you know, basically more warriors have been as here backed up by Rangers with spears. Um, cause I don't think you, you're, you're nowhere near your full bow amount here. You've only got six bows out of, uh, 30 models. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, ERLS has some punch, let me see if there's, let me see in the scenarios if there's any um, Maelstrom of Battle scenarios. It does not look like it. All right. So, yeah, so they removed all the Maelstrom stuff. Yeah. All right. So I don't think there's much benefit to having um, Madril in this list because it's a special rule. So I guess you stay with Irolas. But I think Irolas is actually a good point pick, actually. It's, it's, no, I, yeah, I think Irolas is the right, Irolas is the right pick for this given, given the lack of, of Master of Battle. Um, I'll just see if I could find, you know, a couple extra points to do something else with those, um, Citadel guard. Um, you, maybe you could possibly take the shields off the minister of uh, knights. Uh, I, I think my preference would be to drop three of those Citadel guard, the, the three Citadel guard who have nothing, mm -hmm. um, turn them into, um, uh, maybe Warriors of Minas Tirith with shield and then use the extra points. Um, although actually, I know. Yeah. I, I think you could maybe drop at least one or two of those Citadel, ordinary Citadel guards to Warriors of Minas Tirith with uh, shield and then maybe turn one of them into a ranger uh, with spear um, and then you could keep, if you wanted to, the two Citadel guards uh, with bows. There's a couple different ways to re rejigger that. But I, I think I would turn the Citadel guard into either Citadel guard with spears, um, minute, regular Minas Tirith guys, or rangers with spears, some combination so that the, the points still work. Because I don't, I don't think you're going to get a, a lot of benefit out of, out of just playing Citadel guard with just swords running around. That's my big thought. Well, so I think he's taking it mostly because of the terror he's going to be dealing with and the evil versus good. Yeah, but I think you can... I don't know. I, I, I think there's ways to rejigger that around. I mean, because especially since 
you're, I mean, you're already getting plus one courage out of it anyway, because you got a, a pyramid is Tirith list. Yeah, he's got a no. pyramid is Tirith list. Galadriel? Oh, Galadriel never mind. Galadriel, Lady of Light. Oh, yeah, I forgot she's not in that purely, list. Purely, purely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, all over right. the Palinor. Don't you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, no, but I, I mean, I think he could, you know, if, if you repurpose some of those Citadel Guard with spears, you still have them to run in there with guys. You could maybe get a, some extra bows. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm being I'm being very hand wavy with this, um, but I think I don't think you need kind of five Citadel Guard there. I think maybe you could replace some with Rangers. Anyway, I'll let other people talk. That's my thought. Well, I mean, there's not a lot too much to go off of off the mat cover. Most of it. I mean, you're being real smart about the choice of your leader. I mean, that's pretty strategic honestly to take what is essentially dead weight and make him your leader just to purposely sacrifice him off you're going to probably see a lot of people alter their warband so if i was playing an evil army for example you probably have golden king and or well suladon and and some other hero of legend just to swap them or something um you might see some tricks with like the mouth of sauron and the witch king or something um make the mouth of sauron your leader at first so well you wouldn't be able to because 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 the legend has to be the leader which king is Valor in Mordor, right? Or is he Legend in Mordor? No, he's, he's Legend in Mordor. Ah, never mind. Well, you get the idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, but basically, um, yeah, I mean, the three Citadel Guard, I mean, I also get why they're there. I mean, I, I would probably rather just have Fountain Court Guard. Yeah, same, I think. Yeah, just, I mean. Just they're they're just more expensive. I mean, he'd have to, I think, delete a figure to get Fountain Court Guard in there. I yeah, think, but then, but then you might as well because like twenty nine or thirty uh, is the same breakpoint anyway, right? Yeah. Um, oh no, no, no. It's 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 one model extra. No, it's, it's yeah. I mean, if yeah. he changed the two Citadel Guard with bow to Rangers with spear, that gets him um, two points. Then he could upgrade, you know, one of those Citadel Guard to a Fountain Court, um, or at least, or two of them to a Fountain Court without shield. Either, you know, depending on whether you want to do it that way. I'd hate to go into the saying no changes, though, but there is a lot to consider in this format. But I mean, you're doing all the right things. I mean, Gladiol's pretty much an auto include in the fact that you're fighting good versus evil. So Boromir's going to be shut down if you don't take her. Um, anyway. Yeah, shooting too, like Gladiol for shooting. Yeah, and the shoot, Corsair. It just yeah, seems like, yeah, beat, like a ring raise. It's just, yeah, it seems like a well thought list, to be honest. Even having like Eurylus in there for like rogue defense to shut down like a mega hero here or there, mm -hmm. like it's it's it seems well rounded and even like the set the day two, yeah I, I even like I'm never a fan of Curian but I like the idea that Curian's in there because a lot of the day two ones are like smash and mash um, scenarios so like you have that extra heroic strike. Yeah, so thank God Contest of Champions is on day two. <laughs> you know what? If I was a tournament organizer to prevent people from doing exactly what he's doing, I would have swapped it into day one. <laughs> uh, probably put it over right on game four just to make it your hardest round. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless of that, I mean, it is what it is. It's on day two. So but se yeah. Seven games for, for a tournament. Like if you just finish that and don't pass out, I think you should get a medal. You know what? As crazy as it sounds, only Americans actually aren't used to uh, six, seven round tournaments. It's actually very common in the UK. Seven? Yeah. yeah. It's it actually very to, normal. It, it used to be eight. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, the GTs back in 
like 10, 12 years ago, years ago. they yeah. all had eight rounds, four, four, one, four, and day two. I, I, I do kind of like that though, because it seems like the more rounds you have, the less possibility is to kind of just like sneak to the top. Oh yeah. No, well, more possibility, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. you, you'd have more opportunity oh, to mess up. No, uh, no, it becomes easier. As in like, if, if you, if you end up uh, having a few easy mm-hmm. games early on, then you still have a lot more games to, to run through and yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You you can't. Yeah, your easy wins don't mean as much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I have to say on the subject of, of, of number of rounds, Mick and I were talking about this before we hopped in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really depends on your age. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, I just I just went through that that five game tournament the DCHL, and that last game nearly killed me. Yeah, but um, that's five in a day. Five in a day. No, that be- wasn't five in a day. <laughs> um, that was five was, in two days. It was oh, three okay. and it was three and two. It's the no <laughs> format. Okay. And, 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 um, and by by the end of that second game on the second day, I mean I was just I was just physically shot. Um and uh and and you know, I mean I don't drink, so it's not like I was up drinking the night before. I think it was just a, a combination of like uh three days of um you know of because we did a doubles tournament um yeah. on friday you know three days of you know poor sleep and dehydration and uh yeah but by, by the end of it um you know i just had to like go outside chug down a thing of uh, gatorade and just kind of like sit with my head in my hands for um you know like 30 minutes before i felt like a human being again but yeah. uh i, I mean and, and i used to i mean i used to do i mean the only <laughs> I used to do like four or five games in a day when I was, you know, in my, my twenties and I mean, a different game. It wasn't Lord of the Rings, but uh, boy, it's amazing how stuff drops off when you approach the half a century mark. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you, you had to, you had to play Evan too last round. Also, Yeah. I mean, that like was a little drag. That was kind of a kick in the pants, but uh, I, I, I think it was a lot, you know, there were, there was, there was uh, a lot of physical on top of that that mental i mean you saw me at the end of that dev and i was just like, yeah you were just sitting in the chair like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I you know i it, as i guess the last thing on the rounds actually mick um nova is usually five rounds and a lot of people keep saying oh get more players get more players because we sell out in the first week um <clears throat> but i can't and uh because they no one wants increased amount of rounds <laughs> like we have only five and when i did one year i did six rounds and everyone was upset about it so i was like all right americans can't do six rounds it's just not a thing yeah um but yeah rainier yeah as weird as it sounds this is actually more of the normal form. yeah and it's not not to say that we can't do it it's just we we're not used for for, for not to because we have like a lot of us have competed in the UK and done pretty well, but with like the six game format, but it's, it's yeah, just, I'm just saying it's the overall meta because when we went to the UK, we, we usually take our like top tier players who have that stamina to kick through the rounds. Yeah. I think, so, it's a, I think it's a geographic thing too in America because always, if it's a two day tournament, just about everybody has to fly back to their state or drive back to their state yeah. uh, Sunday early. So it's like they try to end everything award ceremony and all that by 3 PM, just so people can be- get back to their States. Cause they have to work on Monday. Exactly. So I think that that might have like a little to do with oh, it. Huge. And, and then like, even if you go six games, like the idea of like getting home at midnight and working the next morning is a little daunting. I mean, that's a big deal because like, I mean, England's the size of Florida. 
So like, <laughs> no, like we, we always love yeah. to refine <laughs> But it, it's, it's true though. barely on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because the comparison states we use are getting smaller and smaller. I mean, the, yeah. but it's, you know, England's the size of Rhode Island. England's the size of Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. The size, it's, just, it's just DC. That's all it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. But overall, I think the way, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Just for time purposes, we'll move on. But I know we we kind of got off subject with the list, but the list is actually solid. I think anyone yeah, no, listening to this, it is, yeah. Yeah. it's a solid list. Just the Citadel Guard is like about it. And otherwise, mm-hmm. your, your choices are all smart based on abusing the format. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a little on the small side numbers wise, but I think given how many this, points, how many points is this? It's seven hundred. Um, oh but, yeah, it's very small. He's going to get eaten. It, up. It's not. It's <laughs> It's not very small because it's got Boromir and it's got Galadriel. If it didn't have Galadriel Lady of Light in there um, with her automatic blinding light to kind of save everybody from Bowfire, um, I think this would be too small. But it, it's it because it's got high defense and because it's got Galadriel Lady of Light, it's not going to lose a lot of figures from, from shooting going in. And it's going to have a character. I mean, it's going to have characters that are going to be hard to stop because of the Fortify Spirit. So I think it's it, going to... I think yeah, with this so, number of models, I think it's going to do. Okay. I think with this number of models, absolutely take away the Citadel Guard. Like, even if you have to drop a model or something, I I think they're just easy pickings. Mm-hmm. I would. Just yeah, start I'd, I'd actually agree through. with that too. Like, even even like the idea of seeing like this and coming up against it right away, the Citadel Guards and the Rangers. You need the Rangers for the shooting, but you can yeah, easily yeah, like yeah. like Devin said, like just exchange maybe Citadel Guards for. You need shield. people who can shield. shield, just shield. Yeah, just yeah, shield. exactly. You need to um, hold the line while Boromir can do his work. If Boromir mm-hmm. gets tied up with a Gulivar and Witch King combo or whatever, you're, they're going to be stopped for a second. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Well, I, I would, I would say high defense. Our take. Let, let us know how you do. Didn't didn't Jasmine have like thirty something models, like thirty two or thirty three, with pretty much exactly the same combo? Uh, and one that she did. Um, yeah, she <laughs> Jasmine did well with that, and I think. Was it? I don't know. Seven hundred, maybe eight hundred, but yeah, no, I think it was seven hundred. It was like thirty-two models, I think. She she what? had something like that, and she yeah. she uh, showed how effective it can be. She had Huron instead of Iralas, which, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, is a little bit better to cut through. But even against me, I actually killed Huron without her even using him. Like he still had three points behind everything, and she still did fantastic work with just Bormir and just Galadriel. Now, I will say that Jasmine's an amazing player, and so her skill level allows her to do that, but it, you definitely put yourself in a little bit of more of a hard mode. So it's not impossible, um, but it's definitely a little bit harder. Um, and I, I think she matched those two against my two threats of the Witch King and Gulivar. So it was like that two-on-two situation while her army cut through my orcs. So in that, yes. But if you fight an army that actually can cut through her, this army here, um, and then they still have two threats to hold up your two threats, I think your army will start to whittle away a little bit. Yeah. So. <clears throat> All right. So let's go ahead and move into the heroes of Isengard um, and give our critique of them. So what we're going to do is um, actually go ahead, Matt, pull down the screen and the, the the list here and um we're just gonna go through the heroes one by one yeah. should, should we go through through the army bonus army real bonus quick first, yeah. to, so they can see it in context yeah actually rainier go ahead what is the army bonus for sure okay so the army bonus is you do not you do not know pain you do not know fear so um 
yeah, right off right off the bat, friendly Isengard models do not start to take courage tests for being broke or for being broken until at least sixty six percent of the forces models have been removed as casualties. Additionally, Lurts, Ugluck, Maherv, Rasku, Urukai Scout Captains, and Urukai Scouts gain the Woodland Creature Special Rule. So I think this army bonus is is good. Like like I I'm sure like y'all will agree it's not bone breaking good but um it's it's really good in the sense that your isengard force isn't gonna run i guess late game it helps when i've played them or seen them played it helps a lot in scenario games where you hold objectives because they're not running away because they only test for broken at 66 percent. so that's the one thing that comes off my mind right off the bat is yeah it makes them last longer uh yeah having a you'll see a strength for base model fight fight for is pretty good for them to last long in the game. So yeah, that's the bonus. Yeah, it's and worth noting that the bonus only works for Isengard models. So if mm -hmm. it, uh, even if you have orcs in them, uh, obviously if they're mortar models or if you have any like allies and, and are still, still keeping the, uh, the 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 green alliance, then uh, your warriors from from all the other alliances as well as um, heroes from the other alliances might have to start start taking courage this. So uh, also note your heroes can't keep those other warriors in line. So like basically because your Isengard heroes are not mm. testing for breaking, they cannot stand fast. Your Isengard orcs, let's say, well, mortal orcs that are in Isengard, they can't stand fast then. So that's also a note about that. Yeah, it's kind of why you see too like typically a lot of Isengard lists just be played with orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so as far as I'm aware, Denlandings do not have the Isengard keyword, right? No, they don't. No. Yeah. Unless mm -hmm. they take the oath, what, the the guy who cuts his hand. Oh, the oath maker. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he only does it for the wobblings themselves. Yeah, I think that's right. But they they count as Isengard models when he does that. All mm. right. Well, then we'll go into it about who, which heroes are Isengard, which are not, how the impact, and we'll just consider the faction bonus going throughout. Um, Matt. Go ahead and read off Saruman, the big one we saw. All right. So I I will read off Saruman, although I think I'm, I, I don't know, Mick, am I stealing this from you? Do you want to do Saruman? I know he's near and dear to your heart. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Mick is uh, he. Well, he is Saruman's the guy like Saruman guy. Mick, well, Mick, Mick, Mick and what's his <laughs> Everyone. Well, Go ahead, so, it was the good Saruman that I always liked. The evil Saruman, not so much. All right, well, I'll oh. go over them. All right, so <laughs> all right, so here's Saruman. <laughs> all, right, all right, are you going to do Saruman or not? Fine, I'll do Saruman. Do Saruman. And then you all do right. Grima. So, I'll do Grima. Yeah. <laughs> Saruman's 180 points. He's a wizard from Isengard, obviously, and he's a hero of legend. Uh, he moves six, fight five, strength four, defense five, one attack, three wounds, courage seven. Uh, three might, six will, and three fate. He carries the Staff of Power. And his heroic actions are heroic channeling. Uh, he can be mounted on a horse for 10 points. Now, in his special rules, uh, he carries the Palantir. So once per game, the controlling player can use the Palantir to automatically win a priority roll. The use of this special rule must be declared before any dice are rolled for priority. Uh, his next rule is Voice of Kurunir, which gives him a 12-inch standfast, which also affects other heroes. And his last rule is Lord of the Istari, uh, Saruman and Dwight can choose to reroll one dice when making casting or resist tests. So the same thing as if he had the Crown of Morgul. And his magical powers are immobilized, 18-inch, uh, cast on a 2+. Plus. 
Terrifying Aura on a 2+, plus. Uh, Command on a 3+, plus, also 18 inches, Sorcerer's Blast 12 inches on a 4+, plus, and Flame Burst with a 6 inch on 5+. Plus. So obviously, Saruman is the leader of Isengard, and he is their most, most, power, most powerful um, hero. Um, the things that really do stand out, obviously, um, his, his voice of Kurnier's special rule of uh, stand fast affecting hero models is extremely strong. It's just one of those things where um, not, only, not only do you have your, 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 your army bonus, you also have a guy who virtually always stands back uh, very, very rarely actually get uh, uh, actually gets in, uh, involved in fighting, and then stands there and just ensures that no one no one ever runs away. Um, the fact that his uh, standfast affects heroes, you can actually chain chain models around. So you have Saruman in the middle, then you have a guy twelve inches away on each side. They pass automatically. Their standfast uh, uh, gets extended. So it can be almost like a uh, like a twenty four inch standfast if you if you play correctly. Um, Saruman used to be one of the, well, probably the most powerful uh, model in the game. But uh, these days, with um, with how much weaker magic has become, especially Sorcerer's Blast, um, he's not as threatening as he used to be. But um, the 18-inch Immobilize is still extremely strong. Um, it's just one of those things where you get so much control of the board with the 18-inch range on both that and command. That you can start stopping big heroes from from ever reaching you, like like three or four turns before before the lines even clash, and you can move things off objectives. You can um, just affect other parts of the lines wherever you want. So it is like like he essentially gives you gives you so much board control, but he's not a very good fighter. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, I guess I'll mention Palantir because because uh, that's like one of his key things um, in the books and films. But um, here uh, he gets to win priority, which is uh, which is really cool. Though I wish he was able to choose whether he wins or loses priority, because there are so many times in the game where you're, you're like, I really prefer losing priority right now, and winning priority is actually not so good in so many occasions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, <clears throat> he just gets to win it. Just gets to win it, uh, which means, by the way, that the Palantir is virtually useless until the other side is out of might. Yeah. So yeah. for yeah, it's worth discussing when to use the Palantir. With the caveat of if you want to control the fight phase for some reason. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, if you if there's some particular reason you can see in advance you want to control the fight phase, but like if you have monsters or something. Yeah, then uh, then you can go ahead and use it. But um, in in most cases, what you're doing is you're waiting until um, the other side is out of might, um, and you know probably well, basically you're waiting until the other side's out of might. Once the other side is out of might, or at least might that he wants to spend to win the move phase, that's the time to use the palantir. Don't bother using it earlier because otherwise he's the other side is just going to call heroics so you're gonna have to call heroics in response yeah and you know you would have been doing the same thing if you yeah, hadn't won priority yeah. um a lot of people that i play using ceremon you know when i see new players using ceremon they they burn that too early um and you know the time to use that is the late game yeah yeah, I'd agree with that. That's all the mistakes yeah, that right. I see. Um, and I mean, Saruman too, for being weak, he still has 
three fate three wounds so it's really hard for him to go down unless like a Golovar Felbis hits him or Boromir but yeah I would I would just agree with that I think the most important thing is when to use it but that said I do like how offensive Saruman can be and um we're gonna go through the army probably in this episode and next but like I like how his immobilize is basically what 28 inches when he's yeah. on a horse like that is that is scary yeah. Yeah. And when you have crossbows, that is pretty scary. When you have these different things, like it's so many like black darts or different magical powers transfix happens when the army is closing in. Saruman can literally just straight from the beginning of the game just cause shenanigans. And the ability that he gets to re-roll like the Witch King and he gets one for free, like why not just cause craziness to go on you know yeah. you'll delay an eagle for a turn and like that might make the difference so yeah. I, do, I do like that the it's thing, worth oh go ahead man yeah no the, the, the thing with, with immobilize also is it's just one of, one of those spells where uh new players don't really see it as that powerful but at some point you start realizing that having that 28 inch when you mount it it just gives you so much board control and just allows you to do so many things it's like yeah well it's only it, it may only be one model stopped for a turn, but so many times it may be the model that was just about to escape in recon or, or the model that was just about to walk onto objective or a model that can't resist a spell and is going to die in combat thanks to that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, worth, too. it's worth going through, by the way, some of the early game uses of Saruman's Immobilize. I was going to say that, yeah. yeah. Banners, um, banners, just boop, banners, yeah. Boop. Well, well no, no, no. Well, yeah, okay. So banners, absolutely. But um, you actually can make your opponent play points down, essentially, in the couple rounds of fighting if you stop them and the army keeps moving forward without them. Um, a lot of times, and I think, Mick, that's what you were alluding to um, when, when someone's marching towards you and you have your crossbows firing, which we'll get into our troops review. Or, or, or even better, by the way, the guy immobilizing the guy who called the march, right? There's a, there's, when you have priority, um, it, it, at use the beginning, for the palantir. There we go. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a use for palantir. I'm not sure I blow the palantir on these opportunities, but yeah. um, when folks are calling heroic actions and you have um, uh, priority, or you know, or if somebody near Saruman or Saruman himself just wants to call a heroic move, um, so he gets his immobilize off first. Um, yeah, there's interesting stuff you can do. You know, if somebody calls a march, you can immobilize that guy who called the march. And then if he doesn't resist it, you know, he's blown that, you know, that, that whole march goes away. Um, if, uh, if somebody has channeled a spell, for example, just, you know, pop within, within 18 inches of that, you know, wizard or Gladril or, or whomever it is and immobilize them. And then they have, they have to resist the spell at that point. Um, which means they're going to burn through a lot more will to get that spell off than they were originally planning to. Um, and if you can, and they'll roll you, ones too here and there. Yeah, so. yeah, and every once in a while they'll roll ones and they won't get it off and they'll have uh, blown their might. Um, so you know, like like the shaman who calls his, uh, um, uh, you know, his channeled fury. He's only got one shot at that. Yeah. Um, well, and, not that anyone casts that much anymore. Well, I mean, occasionally they do. I mean, if so, if you know, and that's a good target for it. Or like, um, what's his name? Kirdan, if he's going to channel blinding light, he's only got one shot at that. Yeah. And if you immobilize him, uh, then that's wasted. And that spell is essentially gone. 
Um, so, th so think about those ways you can use that in that immobilize to kind of interfere with other people's heroic actions uh, in the early mm -hmm. game, because Saruman yeah. can can really kind of mess with plans that way. Yeah, there's there's all these things <clears throat> where opponents have flying flying creatures as well, like bat swarms or or, or fell beasts. You can just command, and then, and then you can just make like fly twelve over, inches fly the opposite over, direction. Fly over at the back of your lines and just and just and just surround them and kill them. Or fly them. Yeah, and actually that's or, something or interesting about. Yeah, you, it, could, it's, it. you can fly them in traps because you can't hold them in place, and that's the best part about them. Is uh, mm. yeah, so. and you could, you could too like throw them in the opposite direction. It's like they're not just playing one turn behind; they're playing two turns behind. Yeah, yeah. I well, hate it. Like. Flyers reasonably are, are able to make up ground quickly enough, but um, but yes, I mean, still. And one other thing to think about with Saruman and that really extended range is also affects command. Um, and yeah. there's, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to Grima, but one of the things that people tend to want to do is trap Grima in so that he can't go and interfere with the heroes. And Saruman can kind of reach out and go, Nope, I'm going to create a hole right there that Grima can go right through. And, yeah, and Grima's like, Master! Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, everybody's there trying to wall Grima in, and Saruman's like, no, let him go. <laughs> I need to I need to beat him up and make him yep. stab me. But I do like that. And then, like, we didn't even talk about Sorceress Blast. Like, I feel like Sorceress Blast in the last edition was you just destroy troops, cause mayhem. But you can still use Sorceress Blast really well in this new edition. Knock down like the, like, exactly <laughs> like nobody's <laughs> you can't and no hero is safe yeah. um because people position their troops like all different ways even like good players uh will position their their guys where there's a guy in front of a hero and you just sorcerers blast that guy into the hero yeah. even if he's on foot and just boom back to the whole thing like delay 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 to where your urukai strength four doesn't have to deal with like a mega hero so I, I do like all the tools in that sense and gandalf and who is it gandalf hits it on a five plus but saruman's reroll makes it even that much better. yeah i mean you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a sorceress blast off yeah. even with one even with one roll with uh, his reroll i mean i yeah. suppose we should mention the really dirty the really dirty sorceress blast trick of um yeah so the, the way Sorceress Blast works, if a mounted hero model and any other guy from his side end up in combat with the same figure, you can blast the random warrior that's in that combat. And by the, the transitive rule of Sorceress Blast, where everybody involved in the combat gets knocked down, uh, it takes down the mounted hero as well. Um, and you know, once you once you do that, it, it's basically a way to take down a mounted hero with a sorcerer's blast without having any chance of resisting, or having to worry about having to you know like roll the one on distance for the sorcerer's blast so the guy doesn't get to the to the uh, to the 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 actual target to knock him down, and that's a dirty little trick. And, and you know, there's also dirty little tricks of like if you can take one of your guys and charge both a uh both a mounted hero and another random dude and then saruman moves after that and he blasts the random dude and so you can create those situations yourself to the point where yeah if saruman's on the board if you've got a mounted hero on the other side you got to keep your mounted hero like far away from other warriors 
if you want to make sure that this mount. yeah that's right uh, unless you just want to get off your horse <laughs> you know from the beginning um yeah. but... eventually eventually you're gonna have to get it get off your horse so you might as well just do it early yeah the the other thing uh, to matt's point um you can also play that same dirty trick in a couple other ways like if you have a combat that's in front of like let's say the enemy hero charging one of your models there's no way to pull that trick off well you can source just blast someone from another combat into that combat and knock them down that way because anyone that person flies into you know knocks the whole combat down so a lot of times i even use that to stop myself from breaking like let's say i'm starting to die and whatnot and i have one match against barney menzies actually uh from england and he uh he had, he had berserkers surrounding my fountain court guard and i started blasting one combat into another combat knocking down the whole fight and because i was surrounded i end up getting more hits on his forces than i do on mine um so sorcerer's blast is actually pretty tricky uh there's a lot of different ways to string that about combats yeah yeah that's the thing like especially mm. if you are losing priorities yeah. Um, people, people are gonna start surrounding your flanks and just go. Okay, well, I'm I'm just gonna use this spell, hit five of your guys and one of mine. Yeah. I don't care if my guy dies because I'm probably gonna kill some of yours. Yeah, it stops real combats that way too. Yeah, preemptively. Yeah, he's a shenanigan guy. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, I know it seems like we're going over the spells quite a bit here, but ultimately that's what saruman oh, that's, is that's what he does yeah yes. i mean that's it yeah. <laughs> so. you're, you're not you're not bringing him to hack and slash guys that's not what he's there for but, 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 you, but you still can because he is five five and yeah. he's, he's five, surprisingly five, he's five, five one yeah. attack yeah well, well normally when, what you do is use him to augment with his staff yeah well you, well, I, you do like because i used to do this with my hobbit force but i have gandalf and I'll just send Gandalf into a fight where I'm like surrounding somebody and he just brings them all up to the fight five. Obviously don't do that against like a hero, like where he Saruman could get slaughtered, but, um, but, but, yeah. but I, I mean, Isengard generally has enough. Isengard does five, have more fight. Yeah. Five, yeah. Um, that you, you don't really, I mean, generally if you see Saruman fighting in combat, Something has gone horribly wrong with your plan, <laughs> yeah. or um, or, so. or you're just trying to get Saruman into range of something else. Where you where you go? I'm gonna charge this. I'm gonna heroic combat. Get additional ten inches. The next time I'm gonna go ten inches. Cast spell eighteen, and then, and then suddenly my range is like forty five or something like that. I mean, maybe if you're trying to slingshot. <laughs> so like I can see a slingshot. Like if you want to use it, but, but but you can do that with any hero. So therefore. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but like, you can actually get a spell to the other side of the game, to, to the other side of the board. So that's true. I guess it really depends on what is over there that you're trying to <laughs> what, what, what he's trying to do in what is it, storm the camp? You want to yeah. like be in your own camp, broke combat, and the next turn pull someone out of the other <laughs> camp. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. No, but 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 get, get your use out of Saruman. That's what I would say to any players that are like, oh, should I take him? Should I not? Get your use out of him because if not, he's just an old man in the back ranks. Oh, yeah, but a very expensive old man. <laughs> yeah, very, but you really like, have to learn how to play him. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I see people like mid mid table do a lot better not taking him to be honest because yeah. they don't have to. It's like a hit or miss if you don't get his points worth, and it really takes a lot of like practice to do that. I mean, I I have to say, I mean, in the new edition world, I don't think I've played. Against Saruman. anyone in a tournament who took Saruman, I don't He's think I've seen rare, Saruman in a tournament. Yeah, um, it's super I've take I've taken him a few times. Evan has taken him a few times. There's another guy near us who's um, since moved away who took him every once in a while. But um, 
he's Saruman. Saruman is not a figure for beginners. Um, and I think that's probably why you don't see him as much, at least. Well, there's a second caveat to that. I think that he was an anti to the meta that we dealt with before. So before you, you knew you were going to fight a fell beast. Didn't yeah. matter that you just, it was going to happen. So that's why, once again, what are the other models we don't see? Legless. You don't see him nearly as often. You don't see uh, Floyd nearly as often. Well, Floyd's kind of restricted. But mm-hmm. you get the point is that those models like Stormcallers now, you're not seeing them. Uh, those models that used to be the anti Feldies meta are now all dropped off. And it's like, did they all just universally get nerfed? No, I don't think so. So I do think that yeah, adds to the problem. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's meta too because in America we, we 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 skewer harder to like the or we lean harder to the horde, and like he just doesn't do well against hordes. You need yeah, something that's right. specific to take to out. Well but like he, he, yeah, he used, used he used, used to, to do well with, against yeah. hordes. He does not do well against hordes mm-hmm. now. Um, he's and, he's not the guy you want um when you're facing uh, a 70 figure goblin town army yeah he's he's also not the guy you own when you're playing contest of champions yeah and that's true yeah. that's true or e- e- even well heroes, i mean like, he, he, he can make it work immobilizing the ish, opponent yeah but, yeah ish but he's not he's not ideal yet. but yeah, most but like, lists like yeah. we, we saw even last one like small points Galadriel and Boromir. You see Boromir, Huron and a Faramir or you see like three three to five he like semi-mega rohan heroes like he can only deal with possibly deal with one a turn mm. it's just for 180 points like i don't know bring something bigger i, I mean saruman's the guy saruman's the guy you want against an army that has you know two or three big hitters and you know not a lot of not a lot of counter magic that you know that isn't a horde um you know he he's he's the guy you want against the list that has you know dane and thorin and you know some you know some iron hills yeah. right because yeah, he's indeed, the guy that yeah. can you know get dane off of his uh, pig get thorin off of his pig um and then you know kind of tie them up for a while and you bring him for grima who we're about to talk about too because right. grima too with those mega heroes you're about to find out uh, so that was a great transition there, Rainier. Let's talk about Grima. <laughs> okay, that's you, Matt. All right, so Grima Warrentung, um, who who uh, comes in at 25 points. So he's not that expensive, but you need to get Saruman to take him. So he's really, uh, he's, he's turning um, uh, Saruman from a 180-point investment into a 205-point investment. But with that said, um, he could well be worth it. So it's not for his stats. Uh, he's move six. He's fight two. He's strength three, defense three. He has one attack, one wound, courage two, no might, no will, no fate. Um, uh, comes with a dagger. You can get up a horse for 10 points. And, you know, if you're willing to convert the model, that might be worth doing. Um, but he has the traitor within special rule. Uh, so you have two options when you deploy Grima. You can either deploy him as part of Saruman's warband. Um, alternatively, you can attach Grima to an enemy warband. Uh, and when this warband is deployed or moves onto the battlefield, you place Grima afterwards as if he was a member of that warband. Hi, guys, I'm here with you. I'm really on your side. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's all you control him. You move him around and you choose to fight him. Uh, uh, when he wants to fight, but if he is deployed as part of an enemy army, not 
if he's coming on with Saruman. No enemy model can shoot at or strike uh, blows against Grima. They can't shoot if Grima is in the way. It's like he's a friendly, um, basically like he's a friendly model. Um, enemy models can charge Grima and fight, but they don't strike any blows if they win. So basically they, they just tie him up and they're like, no, don't come any closer. Stay, stay here. Uh, that's their job. So Grima can be targeted by magical powers, I guess, under the theory that, you know, anybody who's smart enough to wield magic is smart enough to realize that um, following, following the advice of the slimy little guy probably isn't the, the, the best way to go. Um, uh, the restriction on, on attacking Grima if he's deployed with the opponent goes away if Saruman is slain. Then people realize, oh, right, yeah, maybe this wasn't the best advice. Um, They're like, oh, uh, he's really greasy looking all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. I want right. to kill him. <laughs> or if Grima charges an enemy model or, or scores a wound with his, um, his dagger. Uh, and Grima can always decide not to strike blows. So what this basically comes down to is Wait, if you is it choose... when he charges or when he I think it's when he, when he wounds. Uh, when he when he charges or when he wounds, oh, okay. so, so he can't the, other, him. the other side can charge him, and then you have this fight. And usually, what you end up having is a fight against Grima, where like nobody's going to do any damage if they win, because the the side that charged him can't do wounds to him, and Grima doesn't want to do wounds because as soon as he tries to do wounds to somebody, everybody's going to realize he's evil, and then they'll gang up on him and kill him. Um, Although, like one one of the guys from my 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 uh, group went to a tournament, and Grima killed three Galadrim and Haldir <laughs> in one game. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's what we, we just like. Kept. Okay, he was then. Like, Master, and he just stopped killing people <laughs> so, with help. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, by himself. They surrounded him, and he decided to strike because it was like whatever. And then he just killed them all. <laughs> okay. I'm not making this up. Like it was it was insane. <laughs> All right, uh, kids, don't try this at home. No, um, yeah, not supposed to work. That, that's not supposed <laughs> to work. But anyway, this is all important because of the worm tongue special rule. Um, so the worm tongue special rule: if an enemy hero is within six inches of Grima, two might points must be used, must be expended to use heroic actions instead of one. Um, so he can, you know, he he imposes a might tax on all of the heroics that get called within six inches of him. And which, which, you know, if you have a three might hero, that means that hero can call one heroic action. It'll cost him two might. He'll be left with one might left over. And that's not enough to call heroics in range of Grima again. Um, so there, there's two tactics with Grima. One is you deploy him with uh, Saruman and you just keep him behind your lines. He can still be attacked. So you got to keep him safe. You got to keep a mob of, of orcs around him and between him and any bows. Uh, and you just kind of position him behind the lines within six inches of the enemy leaders. And he, you know, he stays safe in there. You can put him where you need to, um, where you need to put him. And he imposes my tax all over the place. <clears throat> the other way is, you know, you deploy him with the enemy's war band and he just kind of like follows around the key leader and imposes his might tax. Um, you have to think hard about which deployment option you want to use with Grima. Um, because if he is in the enemy warband, yeah, he can't be attacked, but he can be kind of walled off. The opposing guy can devote three or four guys whose job is just to surround Grima and kind of keep him pinned in place. Then the rest of the army goes off and fight someplace else, not within six inches of Grima. Um, this is, 
this is less of a problem in one of those scenarios like Clash of Champions where everybody's going to be deploying in the center of the board anyway. So you can just put Grima down and he doesn't really have to go anywhere. He's just going to create his six inch aura kind of where it needs to be in the middle of the board. Um, otherwise, you need to kind of think about it because um, you need to start doing things with like Saruman to compel one of the guards that's walling off Grima out of the way so that Grima um, can get out. Uh, you know, the alternative is you deploy him with Saruman and then you risk somebody, you know, shooting or killing Grima right off the bat before he's useful. But those are the two ways you can use him. But if you can get him into the right place, boy, can he be devastating as far as shutting down the heroic moves of the other side. And, you know, also think about how that relates with the Palantir. If you can get him into the critical place where um, all the guys within six inches of him, you know, in a critical place only have one might point left then maybe you do want to use that Palantir a little early because the other side um, you know, may not have two might points on a hero uh, to counter. Yeah, so anyway. he, he, he loves a good cookie cutter like Bastilist to go against. So like even the likes of Aragorn, his free might is now going to cost one extra might. Like it's, yep. that's really good. And that's when you kind of debate, depending on the army or the scenario, whether to put them put them in a warband of your opponents or just keep him in your army to kind of just be where all the action is but it's yeah i, I think he's a good take for this army because matt, matt said it it kind of like amplifies the plant here amplifies you're gonna see like all this might on uruk capped or rook heroes and stuff so it's i i like him yeah i think generally if you're taking saruman you're taking Grima with you probably mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 25 points is worth the investment into that so he's like like the opposite of Alfred in a way. Very weird. Opposite? Oh, you mean like... Well, he takes thing. might instead of gives yeah. might. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then... Yeah, um, Grima was in agreement Grima there. Grima Gothmog would be great. But, yeah. So... <laughs> I'm painting Gothmog right now, Mick, and I thought about you. I was like, you know, Mick's obsessed with Gothmog now. I should just... <laughs> make him... No, you want me to go over alerts? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go over alerts. Because I don't think we have too much to add other than do you take them on horse or not yeah but i you don't think, take lurts on horse no <laughs> so like <laughs> grima um uh, uh my thought on that is like okay take them on horse if like well i guess yeah i guess it depends yeah i guess whatever. it's like one I, I think, warrior, but it's also like yeah it's still a lot of points yeah yeah all right all right okay oh, so gosh. We lurts we have lurts <laughs> lurts is a hero of valor Urukai, so he's getting those bonuses um Move six, fight five, shoot of a three, which is good because he's bow. Strength five, D6, three attacks, three wounds, five courage, three might, one will, one fate. He is equipped with an armor sword and Urukai bow. His rogue actions are quite a few. He has, um, this is one of the typos from the book. One of his rogue actions <laughs> are heroic, heroic actions. actions. <laughs> so <laughs> when you're at a tournament, just be like, okay, I'm declaring a heroic action. And they say, which one? And you say, the heroic actions and then you just point to the book and i don't know what that means but he has march strike strength and challenge and you can equip him with a shield for free i do have one slight question before i keep going would the shield for free bump him up to d7 or just still d6 no, no, no it's it's a, he has a bow he has a bow it, it allows him to shield is what it there does is, there is there is no reason not to take the shield unless you you don't have the model with the shield yeah 
Um, well, and that uh, only really applies to GW tournaments because in America we just say they have shield. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We don't we don't like big tournaments. We don't like modeling our guys. Like, look at us. We just like you don't like playing at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever. We just show up to watch each other. In the uh, in the legendary legion, also he gets to throw the shield um, oh, yeah. with the fun little special rule. But that is really cool. But uh, for for just his base profile, he also has uh, which is a good special rule called find the halflings. Any warband led by Lurts does not have to roll to determine when and where it arrives in scenarios that require such a roll. Instead, Lurts may choose the result. So basically, he's a a really good ambusher. Um, this is this is a really good special really rule good. when you get mails from a battle because Lord's Warband shows up wherever the heck it wants it to it wants to um, do in here with his like crossbow spam like Lurks is like peekaboo and just like massacres it like th- those type of things and I feel like a lot of people or if you've got here, a siege engine you know mm, yeah it's like all right <laughs> now it's my and he still engine. has heroic march with woodland creature and like those special things so he can get places so yeah that special rule i think makes him quite viable i'm actually surprised people don't take him as much as i i would see but well i don't think you see isengard as much as most any other army there are at least- even the, the, these like chopped up isengard lists with like some dunland heroes some random stuff a whole bunch of Crebane. i usually don't see him uh but for 90 points like that he's pretty darn good uh, strength of five, three attacks, two and three wounds. I think he's uh, a really good take. And that special rule, like Matt said, you could ambush anything or even in scenarios where there's like a war ban and they try to ambush you, you can counter and ambush them and just push heavy on one side. So yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, is he an auto include? No. I don't, I don't think so. But um, I find myself even in like chat like challenges from past episodes i've taken him and i i i do like him for 90 points it's not too much i mean i will say this yeah go ahead if you're gonna if you're taking a pure isengard list and you are not taking saruman then he is an auto include yeah i mean unless you're taking like an uglux legendary legion or or the one with all the wolves um like 17 crebane yeah yeah. Well, now I, I think even if you take the seventeen Creeban, if you don't have Saruman in your list, you you take Lurks. There's a very cool interaction with him, well, with his special rule and demolishing teams, because you can just come on board behind somebody and then blow it up. Blow it up, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's um, I mean, I guess you you when you take this guy, you're gonna have to weigh him as ninety points without that special rule because only three of the 18 scenarios have it. So, I mean, do we think he's worth it at 90 points? What five, five strength, five defense, five, essentially three, three, three or four uh, defense, three, defense. one, one. Yeah. Three, one, one. Uh, okay, three, one. Yeah. I mean, 90 is a little hefty for that considering your captains, which we'll get into are like 30 points ish cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they don't have strike, and I get that. So you, you're lacking that. And, and this is where I can agree with Matt that he's an auto-include, mostly because of his heroic strike. Because if he didn't have that, eh, like, I mean, the thing is, Isengard does lack a lot of heroic striking heroes if you don't start including Dunland, which we'll get into, because I think they only have, like, one other. 
He's um, also he's also defense six, so he is tougher than all the other oh, heroes. defense six. Okay, and six. he has three attacks, so he has more attacks than all the other heroes, mm-hmm. with the exception. I mean, yeah. Mahur has three attacks, but he doesn't have the defense six, and he doesn't have the uh, heroic strike. strike. So, yeah. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he he is far and away the best of the Urukai heroes. He's the um, best of your options that you have because I don't put yeah. weight into a third attack unless I can get him out. Yeah. Um, uh, I do. He, he, you do. He's, he's yeah. kind. Of, well, yeah, because like you have Dalmir and Dalgamar and stuff, and it depends like how the how the army goes. But I think he's like comes off as like a light version of Shagrat, and he's semi. I don't think he really does too much, but semi falls into the jack of all traits kind of role of like he can actually shoot well too, as in scenarios and all this. But there's not one place that he kind of just dominates. Oh. Yeah, th- that, th- that's where you're losing. Three attacks on a strength five hero is is worth getting. And I'll get it. Okay, when com- combined with strength five, sure, I can get that. I think oftentimes if I'm three attacks unmounted, I'm relying on surrounding to kill. Um, I I mean, at strength four, I mean, three attacks, five, I think it's pretty good odds, obviously, that you kill most troops. But I don't see it doing a lot of damage to heroes. Um, but at strength five, yeah, now you're, strength you're five. Edging into that defense, you can seven. throw you can yeah. throw two pikes behind yeah. him. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, Isengard has ways to get lots of attacks mm. um, that don't involve horses. So he is definitely the best of your options that you have. I think if you threw Gothmog in this army, I think if you threw like Shagrat in this army, I think Lurt starts to disappear. I think mm-hmm. the reason he's an auto include is due to the rest of the heroes being so much less than this guy um but i mean i don't know i guess because of the, the expense of the the army i can see not taking him but well you need the heroic strike so probably not but yep so um that that brings us into probably one of the most taken Urukai semi do, right. do you want to go, go over to... Ugluck, Devin? Uh, well, I can. I actually do not have the book with me. Um, so but I, I can go. I can go into Ugluck. Is it my turn next? Yeah, I think it's my yeah. turn. Next. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to go into Ugluck. Ugluck is 65 points. He's move six. He's fight five. He's strength five. He's defense five. It's all about the fives. Uh, uh, two attacks, two wounds, four courage, uh, three might, one will, one fate. Um, he's got armor and sword. Yay. Uh, his heroic actions are heroic march and heroic strike. So there's a, a rare combo to get together um, and heroic strength. And his special rule is head taker. Any who defy the orders of the white hand will meet a grisly fate. Should Ark's force be broken, Ugla can choose to kill a nearby model instead of taking a courage test. Simply choose a friendly warrior within two inches of Ugla and remove it as a casualty. Furthermore, in a turn that Ugla does this, he will automatically pass his courage test. And his stand fast has a range of 12 inches and will affect both warrior and hero models. Um, so, uh, Ugluk is, you know, he's Lurt's Light. He doesn't come with a bow. He's got two attacks. He's got one less defense. He still has the three might, one will, one fate. He has the uh, two heroic actions you're, you're actually going to use um, from Lurt's, uh, which are the march and the strike. So, he kind of fills those uh, slots as well. Um, so he's, you know, he's basically a cheaper, uh, actually, yeah, I guess 25 points less than Lurtz. He's, he's 25 points cheaper version of Lurtz. And he, you know, kind of does all the same things that Lurtz does cheaper and not quite as well. Um, yeah. so in a lower points game, you're going to go with Ugluk. 
Uh, generally, he's the second hero that you take after either Saruman or Alerts because you know you want that strike in the list. Um, he has that head taker special rule, which, yeah, you know, frankly, I don't find matters all that much because the 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 army bonus from um, yeah either the army bonus from uh, uh, the army list or Saruman's um, special rule. Yeah. kind of make ugluck special rule irrelevant i guess the only time it really would matter is if you're taking a kind of a small um you know a, a small army that has you know orcs in it that aren't you know necessarily gonna benefit yeah, it can from be in a special can be an alliance i suppose you might entertain this like if you for yeah. some reason you're trying to pull off an isengard yeah, which is something you never see for whatever reason. I, you know, you never really see eyes when you see Isengard, you see pure Isengard for whatever reason. I, I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, it's kind of weird because their bonus is not like something I wouldn't give up. I'm like, oh, no, I'll give it up. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's Ugluck. I mean, like, he, he's not, he's almost, I guess, an auto include because he's always the second hero that you take with Isengard. Yeah. Um, and you're usually having more than one hero in your, in your list. Yeah, yeah, and, and I I, th- I think the best heroics are strike, march, and possibly defense. He has two with three might, and he can lead. He has march, yep. right? Is it march? Yes. Yeah, he, he has, has march, he has and, march strike, and strike. March and strike. He, so he plays like double captains. He like if you if you can only have three heroes, like he he makes captains irrelevant. Like if yeah. if that's what you're trying to do, that three hero normal plan for sixty five points too. Like that's not yeah. He Not does. He does a great job at everything. I, I like strength. Yeah. Strength five too. Like strength five is pretty good. So what I, I tend to do. Five, with, five, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, um, that you know, what I tend to do with this army actually, for me, is um, take a bunch of these cheaper captains because at sixty-five points, you now get five, five, strength five, and I know two attacks. But if you take him and many of the other heroes we're about to mention, these guys, you have like four maybe five years depending on the points where that can just start really just hammering into the opposing force it's a lot of threats combined with the fact that your urukai already hit hard yep yeah but you come across like these like uh fountain court guards you're wounding them on fives and beating their fight for it's just like that that ability i feel like so many armies even semi hordes can throw out fight for really easily so yeah, that fight five. You guys know me. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. When we go over fight five captains in this list, I'm probably gonna like start spazzing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like spam in this army in particular. So all right, so that's a look. I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. I agree with the head taker the fact that you never end up seeing it. And honestly, if you're in a situation where you need to use it, you <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's mainly um, for like the army, like the his army is like, why are you called the head taker? And you just mm. have the model holding the head near like, mm. okay, Sharku. Sharku. Uh, yeah, let's go into Sharku. Cool. Uh, whose turn is it mine? Yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Sharku, he is 50 points. Um, move six, fight four, strength four, defense five, two attacks, two wounds, courage three. Three, one, one. He has uh, armor and a riding dagger. Uh, he can ride a warg and uh, equip himself with a shield as well. He has a heroic march. And his special rule of riding dagger is, this is a dagger. Uh, whenever an enemy hero model in base contact resolves a strike against Sharku and fails to wound, immediately resolve one strength four strike against that model. So uh, one major, major thing to know about Sharku is that he's an orc. Um, 
so um, he's not an Urkai. So but he, he doesn't. But he's an Isengard orc. He, he is an Isengard orc. So unlike, he's the only one too. He, he's the yeah, only Isengard. Orc. He is the only Isengard orc. Yeah. Um, so shamans, for example, won't affect him because uh, they are the Urukai shamans. Um, and uh, wag riders that he will be bringing with him are also going to be orcs, uh, not from Isengards, I believe. Which is so, almost feels like a mistake, but yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, I never understand why that has not been ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, overall, since he doesn't have a heroic strike and he's only fight four, he's not that great. He's the only mounted hero um, uh, here, other than Thryden Wolfsbane, who uh, we're gonna go into on a, on a Dunland episode. So if you do need a hero who uh, rides around at ten, at ten inches then uh, he's probably like your third choice, third or fourth choice in your army. Um, but generally, he's just a weaker weaker, weaker captain compared to uh, Ugluk, Lurds, Markur, Rasku, and, and all the other guys. So he's not that useful, generally, unless, unless you really need that one guy who's going to be running around and, and you want to have some wag riders who are also led by a hero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably, probably I, I have to say he actually does, I think, fulfill a use in this list in that he's got those, he is the mobility in the list. He's got, he can, you can bring him with three or four war riders and he's the guy who runs off the board in uh, Recon. Well, you can, but cons considering that all of your uh, named heroes have March, except Saruman, you are, like your list will generally be Full of marches. You can also bring a uh, a drummer, so so you can make a list which is going to be really quick. So, you can, but I mean, he's the guy who can like go in. You know, he and like two work riders can charge into like random warrior at the end of the line, call a heroic move, yeah, sure. and be off the table. Um, yeah, and, I, I do. I feel like he has like a good, like looking at it, he's fifty points for like three might march which isn't that bad but i, I well do he, feel he's like 60 because you got to put him on the war yes because you kind of have to take the shield too and i i did i did see him a lot right when the new edition came out but like i do think he's there's just better options sorry was that matt oh no i mean i was gonna say i mean the other thing he does is he knocks people down when he charges sure um and uh you know and, and that is it that's a useful thing i i think he is I mean, he's not an auto include, but I think he is appropriately costed at sixty-five points um, for what he does in this list. I think I think he is worth the sixty-five points. He he, you know, he's not under costed, so that you know you should always include him in every Isengard list. But you know, if if you want if you want a cav option for an Isengard list, I think he's a good one. Well, oh, he's yeah. well, he's he's really the only one. He's like, well, yeah. Right, I guess, <laughs> if, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. The other option would be not having a Kyle option. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. list. If you're like, you know, you know what? I think I want to include this guy in the list. I, you know, you're not gonna, you're not dumb to include this guy in a list. There's a there's a reason yeah. to do it, and if that's the way you want to play it, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. And of course, his legion, Shark, Sharky's legion, like is like really cool sounding and makes his ability a lot better. But one one thing, I was reading the Lord of the Rings the other day. And I think it was the appendixes, but Sharku is actually the name for Saruman. Y'all know that? Uh, yeah. It that's means old, a, old, old that's, man. That's, that's, that's Sharky. No, Sharku. No, Sharku Shark, too. Sharku is, Sharku also is, is Saruman, yeah. old man and orcish for Saruman. So yeah. 
whoever's out there, you guys should like remodel him just as like Santa Claus mm-hmm. and like have all the orcs go Sharku, Sharku. Oh, wouldn't it be great if you could put um, Saruman on a work? Oh my gosh. Oh, could yeah. you imagine the old guy like with all his robes? <laughs> like, <flame? laughs> you saw the wargs in the two towers yeah, like all hopping all over the place. He's yep. like, ah, oh, compelled. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a bad idea. <laughs> they should not be able to fire and all the orcs. Sharku, Sharku, Sharku. It should be yeah, impossible should, to fire a bow from a back. They should roll like a roll a d6 on a four on a two down. They just strike themselves because how can you <laughs> hold like hold like a sword when you're flailing? But anyways, but um, well, I don't know. I don't know if this was actually mentioned yet. But uh, but one thing I found is that mounted heroes really hesitate to charge this guy, um, mostly because if they fail the strikes, that strength four going into their horse yep. is really yeah. annoying. So they 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 actually do tend to hesitate a little bit. Um, the, just a small mention on that. Yeah, unless well, they can always kill him outright, but then yeah, they, they might just lose it. Well, they have to not fail any rolls to win. Yeah. So well, like even someone like Gandalf, Gandalf or or Sarum on the other side, like yeah. those type of people that you just throw into like, oh, I outfight you or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's gonna. Yeah, I mean, especially since I mean, he, he he's he's not a pushover. I mean, if you get him the shield, he's defense six um so he's got you know a decent amount of of defense i mean that's obviously he doesn't have defense seven so you're not wounding him on sixes but um what was this for again it's just march Uh, so he's a he's a replacement captain if you want yeah he's he's a replacement he's a he's a a name captain essentially three yeah three might three might mounting captain he's a three might cap he's your 65.3 might captain yeah that's about it yeah i mean Um, it adds i think we're all summing up it adds just a little different style to the list because the mobility it is definitely a different style than the fact that you lose the strength five 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 um with the captains but then gain a point of might in the mount so it's like plus gimmicky special rule so um going into the next one uh, go ahead oh, is it Rainier's turn it's right should i go uh, rescue so yep. rescue is another urukai uh infantry hero hero fortitude at 65 points he's fight five shoot on a three uh, strength five d5 two attacks two wounds courage four the whole three one one with might will fate also that's common like named hero um he has a sword and a crossbow the crossbow there is kind of really good and you're going to come see that his two actions are heroic march and heroic accuracy so that accuracy back to the march almost everybody has it but it's still he gets that march that you're going to really want for this list but heroic accuracy with his expert shot special rule. So he's like Haldir, he shoots twice. So I think that, I don't know, he's good. I like a good crossbow fight five model. I don't think he's like essentially net, like you must take him, but I think he's really good in the sense that he makes your, we're going to go over crossbows, but he makes your crossbow contingent in this list very scary. And by very scary, I mean like they can assassinate a hero with rogue accuracy. They can knock out. You're seeing a lot of these new lists um, where there's like soft targets in the back D4 and you have like black Numenorians and then orcs with spears in the back. Like he can really all of a sudden, not as dangerous, I guess, as Dunahir, but he can still punch really hard in the shooting. And um He's no slouch in combat. At fight five, strength five, two attacks. He can still do the whole heroic combats, um, help 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 things, and just like rip through things. I think though his lack of heroic defense and heroic strike are what kind of cause people not to take him. 
because he's very weak in that sense in combat because you can't really go up against any hero that's above him like here in charge he is a troop killer here in charges into him and Huron's not even the best but Huron's going to kill him um other other heroes like Kyrian, who we went over like croak strike he can potentially just outright kill him because you'll probably use some of the might and shooting to dehorse or wound things so in that sense yeah you're right troop killer that's about it in combat well yeah what do you, what, what do you guys think well i think in prior episodes i've referred to the verascu trap um mm-hmm. and uh you know i I Keeping think, him in the back forever. <laughs> well, so there, there's two problems with Frasco. And I mean, I think this is the, the reason people get into trouble with him is you're paying 65 points. You've got three might. Um, and there's two uses for him. He sits in the back and shoots all the time, in which case you've wasted all the points on his fighting potential and his three might. Um, or he you know, kind of wades into combat, in which case you've, you know, kind of wasted his abilities with the crossbow. And oh, by the way, he's not really that good when he gets into combat. Um, Cause he's the, you know, he's, he, he's probably the worst of the uh, um, Isengard named heroes when it comes to fighting. Um, and, you know, you, you have to really kind of know when to use it, where to put him, when to use him to shoot and when to throw him into combat to actually get value out of him. And it's, it, it's really easy to screw that up to the point where um, he either sits at the back of the board and becomes irrelevant or comes forward too soon and dies horribly. I mean, he, he used to be, by the way, he used to be great. Um, yeah. You know, he used to be an auto include in this list back when he, you know, he had, you know, you would shoot with him a few times, and then you would wade in, and he would use his three might to rook strike. You know, not not so anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, he goes back to like the whole Saruman conversation. Saruman's a lot of points, and you have to get all those points, even at only sixty five points. You have to get all those points worth with Vraskew. And Matt said it perfectly: the cross, the shooting trap. You see it with people playing corsairs. You see it with people playing any shooting army. They'll just have their 12 to 15 guys in the back just shoot and that's all they do um you can't do that with rescue yeah i mean one thing i guess that's worth mentioning is he is one of the few if not the only evil hero that has heroic accuracy i think he is the only one um and that is actually a that is actually a useful thing for him given the ability to shoot into combat um, because, you know, if, I mean, one use for his three might, if you're going to keep him back with like the 12 crossbows is to have them shoot into combat. And he calls, you know, if there's no blinding light around, he calls the heroic accuracy. Um, and you can suddenly start re-rolling all those ones where you hit the wrong guy. If it's a situation where you want to hit your own guy and kill him, you're more likely to do that. If it's a situation where you want to hit your opponent and kill his horse, you're more likely to do that. So, um, and you have note two, that you cannot two shoots, re-roll two shoots too. You can't re-roll the, the, the whether you hit horse or rider. Yeah, you can't re-roll horse or rider, but you can re-roll whether you hit um, your yeah. own force or your opponent's force. Yeah, but like but two gonna... shots, two shots too, and like he's one might down, he still has two shots, two might. Yep. I feel like models that are really scary, like the Witch King Felbies, Golivar, these big things. At least in American meta, you're seeing a lot of can really you can screw with them. On the in the way run, uh, you can actually modify with might to 
if you're if let's say you're shooting a mounted hero, you can uh, you can modify a four into a three to hit the horse. Yep, that's true. Um, I mean, one thing I was kind of toying around with at some point is like having allying Verasco into a Corsair list and have him, you know, run around behind all of the shooting weapons and call heroic accuracy. So you can get those, those uh, throwing weapons where you want them to be. That would be an interesting way to go about it. Um, I mean, if you're going to use them, I mean, I, I'd have to test that, but I, I it's just so hard because then you lose the backstabbers from the Corsairs and stuff. And you, yep. but, yeah, but, but, but it, it, it is, but boy, idea. do you get it? Boy, do you get an interesting additional trick? <laughs> Just everybody's just, bullseye from our. You could also just ally some crossbows in that you can do four crossbows and six orcs, and then that's your allied contingent of 33% bows uh, of 10 models, and then you have Rusk on top of that. So you're, you're actually getting six shots. Yeah, you can get some extra crossbows. And, and, yeah. Rasku is only a hero of fortitude, though, so that's where it's kind of hard. It's where you have to. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. a problem there. Because then you, gotta, you have to bring alerts. So then it's like, oh, then like, oh, no, I only have, because I have, I've toyed with it too, Matt, and I've, yeah. of the same idea. But then I'm like, actually, it would just make more sense to spam just Corsair boys and get like 22 crossbows. Yep. I mean, I haven't actually done it. I've just, you know, it's it's been an interesting thought experiment. We should play eventually when we're all like playing more tournaments, like just play one of these random, like crazy ideas and see how we do. <laughs> yep. So um, I guess moving along, because we actually have what? How many more orcs and heroes left? We have Mahir, Captain, Shaman, and Drummer. Yep. And then again, we we're going to skip Dunlin yeah, for their own. Yeah, we, yeah we, can, we can leave Snaga for another day. Um, oh, I actually thought there was an interesting trick with Snaga combined. Okay, well, oh, yeah, if we, have, if we have time, we can do Snaga. Okay, so Mahir, uh, Matt, that you'd be on Mahir? Uh, okay, so Mahur. Uh, Mahur is 60 points, so he's five points less than the rest of the heroes. He's fight five, strength five, defense five, three attacks, because he has an extra sword. An extra sword, as we all know, gives you an extra attack. Um, he has uh, two wounds, courage four. He only has two might, um, one will and one fate. Uh, and his heroic actions are heroic march and heroic strength, which means basically his action is heroic march. Um and if your army includes Mahur, any number of Urukai scouts in his warband can be upgraded to become Marauders at a cost of plus one point per model. Marauders have a move of eight inches. Uh, okay, so Mahur is the speedy guy. Oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned it. He's move eight. He's not move six. Um, he's the speedy guy, which, as we all know, is ironic because if you read the books, he's the guy who was late. Um, so apparently he wasn't speedy enough. He ran so fast, but in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was like, they were taking the, we're taking the opposite eyes and guard. And he was in Mirkwood. Yeah. So, um, uh, so where you really, you tend not to see Maher in non-Legion lists where you tend to see Maher is in, are in the legendary Legion lists where he tends to confer the ability to, once he's in your list, you can upgrade your scouts to an eight inch move for free. And you can upgrade like all of the scouts to an eight inch move. So he becomes an auto include in the legendary legions. He's kind of less of an auto include in the, uh, in the regular list. If you want kind of like a foot cavalry type force, um, you can do that and you can include Maher and then spend plus one point to upgrade your archive spouts and scouts in his warband to a move of eight inches 
you know, the, the use from her and his scouts is to kind of run around the flank and trap battle lines from behind with that extra two inches of move. Um, it's not clear to me that it's worth kind of the extra points that you spend outside of the Legion context to do that. Um, it's definitely worth it inside the Legion. It, you know, once you're in the Legion, he's an auto, a Legion, he's an auto include because you want everybody moving eight inches. Uh, but uh, outside of the Legion, you know, it, it's, it's kind of another gimmick you can do, right? It's another way to do, I mean, you can do this with Sharku and the Warg Riders. You can do this with Maher and some Urukai scouts. Um, it's not clear to me which way is better. It's just an alternative way to kind of end run the flank of a battle line if you want to do that or try and run off the board and reconnoiter. He's an example of why, I, while I like having a third attack versus a second attack, I think it's good. I don't like put tons of weight into it because that's the thing he provides he's that third three attack Uric, whereas all the other ones we've named and will go forward to name are two attacks other than lords but yet that's not enough of a reason for us to bring him and, yeah yeah i, mean, I, I, I part, agree with you he, he yeah, loses a might too he loses and like it's, 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 it's yeah. kind of like lurts can just pop up in the back in certain scenarios like millstorm and he kind of just fills that rule i feel like maher I've never seen him do like significant work in a game, even seen really experienced, like competitive players play him at, at, at competitive tournaments. It's just, you get him there fast again, Kieran kills him again. Kieran can kill him again. Any hero that can strike or is just like an elf hero. That's fight six just kills him. So in a way, I don't know. He reminds me semi of Dalgamar. But Dalgamar in the Corsairs has an extra might that really pushes the army over it. Over his speed when everybody has Rogue March doesn't and, really justify when you have someone like Lurch of Rescue. And, and he never kind of comes with pikes because if you tie him down to pikes, he doesn't get any benefit out of his extra speed. And you know, it's it's the pikes behind the hero to give you those extra attacks that I think are really important for Lurch. And just because of where Maher is, you tend not to. I mean, Maher is the guy who's like running around and harassing the flanks. So, and I've, the, I've seen him do. I've seen there. him do good damage that way. Um, but uh, you know, to your point about you know, three attacks isn't enough to get the kill. You know, it's three attacks isn't enough, especially when you don't have two pikes behind mm -hmm. you to kind of back you and, up. And he's harassing the flanks with guys that usually have one attack. Um, because they're going really fast too. So again, like the berserkers are going to be a little behind. The marauders are going to be a little behind. Like it, it's, I don't know. I'm not impressed with them to be honest. And this is where I probably would consider playing him with two pikes to his back. I, I actually don't think you're paying for that speed. I think it came free. Um, I, as I kind of point cost him up, it almost seems like you're paying for the attack. I don't know. I guess I'd have to point him up, but. I almost wonder if you were trying to do my captain spam idea. Well, the problem is he loses the combat and just disappears. Just dies. So, <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, he, he's kind of that example. It's like three attacks is useful when combined with many other elements. The five five strength five, he has it, but yet we don't care. It's really alerts to strike or the captain's, well, not captains in this case, but like or maybe a defense characteristic or a horse or whatever. But, but just when you see here, he still got all those other things, but we're not playing him. Um, so that that's, I guess he's the perfect example of why I don't care about the three attacks too much. Yeah, he's just one of like there. Uh, there are so many captain level heroes in the, in this list. 
Like yeah. you would have to get to like a thousand points to to even consider him. But but yeah, that point, yeah. you're like, I'm just gonna ally so many other things. I'm I gonna mean, take, take take some other stuff. I I don't know about that, by the way. I mean, I think I, I think you 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 take all of the named captain level heroes in this list before you take like an unnamed captain in this Defense list. Seven. I, I think but, I take a captain over. Uh, so really? the reason I take defense, a captain, I, I would take defense. a captain. Defense it's the defense seven. seven. Yeah, that's Fair why enough. you take the captains. Okay. Yeah. And then the captain can, can reliably kill troops and like not die when he botches. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think as to which one I would take. I, I think well, defense seven and also Uruk the shield. Is my last. Yeah. yeah, shield. The shield as well. Yeah. Just in case you deal with a hero, they can, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You get it. You get a tank. I mean, with that said, I mean, there's going to be no shortage of Maher models on the board because every time you take one of the legendary legions, you take Maher. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to show up. Sure. So so moving on to Urukai Captain. I guess we've reviewed him with every other Urukai profile. I guess. <laughs> Except well, for the defense seven. Well, he's, <laughs> he's defense six, plus he gets a shield for defense seven. You can also give him a crossbow. Sometimes, which you could do. So, do you ever arm him with a crossbow? No, well, well, because okay. if you're going to do that, you take Verasku. Well, wait, legendary so, Legion. You, I, I, I would do him with a crossbow. Well, wait, 2008. I had Uh-oh. this sick army list at the GT. That's right. 2008 no. under a different <laughs> edition. It's like the first edition where you could bring like twenty thousand guys with you. Yeah, yeah, you were bringing like Vrasku, two captains with crossbows, like twenty-five crossbows, 50 two captains orcs, with crossbows that could strike. <laughs> which they they can't do anymore. Oh no, there were no strikes. No, there was back. no strike. No, that. <laughs> oh, okay. Back then it was just. We're crossbows. going to the Bronze <laughs> this is, this Age. Is back, this is back before yeah. my day. Yeah, you were thinking yeah. Victorian Age. No, this is Bronze Age. Yeah. Yeah, back then though, you still wouldn't take heroes anyway. Like you'd still yeah. Just well, no, you would take heroes if you if you already reach your model cap. So yeah, what, yeah. what's your story, Mick? You're going to justify it with 13 years ago. <laughs> Let's hear it. You know, yeah. one day we should do an episode where we go into all the different editions of SVG and how the game like changed. Maybe new. That would be a cool episode. That would that be because be me, me and yeah. Mick have played since the beginning. So yeah, well, I mean, that would be a lot of you guys talking because I mean, well, yeah. you guys can respond. <laughs> We'd be like, "That sounds stupid. Why would you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, you should the... see what they transformed Arwen from. She was crazy. <laughs> like, like... I hear the stories of like just each tournament is like a line of like wood elves just like volley firing, and I'm like, "How?" Oh yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Games yeah. would take a, a 400 point game would take you about like. Two three hours, dude. There were. There that's was, why we didn't get many players. <laughs> there were there were all these all these tournaments where you had like seventy wood elves volley firing against seventy goblins. Oh no, goblins would win. <laughs> goblins would win. Would, <laughs> yeah, they would win the goblin because everyone hit on a six. So you're like, all right, I got more bodies. But yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that one day. I think that would be a fun episode because that's like a fun episode. No, uh, but um, the legacy. After, uh, but no, legacy you wouldn't after. take a crossbow. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, I think the defense seven is the reason you take him. Otherwise, to the argument of Lurts, Lurts has accuracy, not March. So if you happen to, for some reason, have not taken Ugluck or or Lurts, if, does he have Lurts have um, March? I don't know. Uh, I would I would take accuracy. him like because you can heroic accuracy with Verasku and a few yeah. guys like on the flanks. Yeah. But like that, that's I don't know. I think yeah. if you spam, I'm only in the context of you just spam a whole bunch of captains, yeah. spam a whole bunch of Urukai. That's when I would think of maybe yeah. half of them with crossbows but you do need that defense seven i think that's what yeah. knocks him over the bat 
All right. Well, then, um, I, I mean, there's not a lot more to say about this guy. I mean, he's really exactly what Rainier said. You spam him if, you, if you're playing that type of list, but otherwise, you really don't need him because you have Ugly who can march, you have Sharku who can march. Um, you have other options for that role. So, I mean, you, you take him in certain types of lists. So, right. so why do you take the next guy? Who? So you don't. I mean, Urukai scout captain. <laughs> so, oh gosh, should I, should I, I go, forgot. Go I forgot he existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, his his model is is the original metal Urukai scouts. Mm, yeah, with the the two handed. Uh, yeah. No, no, we're just like just sword the, shield. Just the sword shield. Uh, okay, I can't see but, the. Oh, so that's right. You take him to get the two handed weapon. That's yeah. why you take him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> because you guys know how much Matt likes the two-handed weapons. All right. Well, I, I guess somebody needs to read this. Is it I'll, Rainier? I'll is it do your it. Turn? All right. Yeah, he's he's the exact same thing, just one less defense. However, so like Croak March, same stats, one less defense. He cannot get a crossbow, but he can get a shield or two-handed weapon. He so take a bow, which is even worse. Yeah, bow. So it's like, I guess the Legendary Legion, they get what strength? An extra strength, strength but do they? Do they yeah. Well, I mean, they're all Urukai bows, so they're strength three bows. I mean, they're not oh, bad yeah. bows as bows go. I mean, they're they're the eight, they're dwarf bows, so they're like the eighteen inch range yeah. of strength. But we, we just raved on the defense seven as like why you take like the other the yeah. guys. So I think yeah. like just the idea that this guy can't. It's like again, you take he, him with a bow or shield six, yeah. sixty yeah. points with a bow or shield. Why not just pay five more to get in the her? Yeah. So, yep, that's I mean, him. Easy one I, for me. I think the only time you see him is in one of these legendary legions where it's mm-hmm. all Urukai scouts and like you've you've taken all the other heroes and you still have more points. So which hats off to the guys at GW for making like legendary legions. They make some models relevant yeah. really well. Though they do need to make the Fountain Court Knight relevant somehow. F- Fountain Court Legendary Legion with 20 Fountain Court. Yes, get in. Yes, and they who would they? They just ask Rob. Okay, what do you think? And Rob would just be like, "Here's my list," and they're like, "Sweet, just keep it and give like Burly to the dude, and then you're good." That's your thing. So, what book would this come out in? Gondor is still at war. <laughs> Gondor for at war forever. <laughs> oh my gosh, the kin strife. They just paint half of them with red shields, half of them with blue shields. Yep. Okay, so we have what Urukai Shaman? Should we go back to you, Matt? Yep. So the sh- Ur- yeah, good, Matt. All right, so this is the Urukai Shaman. He is 50 points. He is a fight for Shaman, which you don't see very much. He is uh, strength four, defense four, one attack, two wounds, courage four, um, one might, three will, one fate. He comes with a spear, as all shamans do, because shamans like to fight the back rank. They're tricksy that way. Um, his heroic action is heroic channeling. You can buy him armor for five points if you want a defense five shaman, which may not be a bad idea. Um, he and his magical powers are fury for Isengard or Akai, uh, which he casts on a three plus, and transfix, which he casts on a five plus. Um, you never see this guy. Um, and I think the reason is that the Isengard has other answers for terror, namely berserkers. Um, and, uh, you know, this guy's good at making the rest of your um, Urukai furious, but you know, frankly, why bother? I mean, they're courage three anyway, so they're not, I mean, they're not courage to work. So some of them will make it in and um, you know, you've got berserkers that solve that problem. So 
like I said, you rarely see that guy. This guy, this guy. Yes, he is a minor hero. That also, that's what crushes him. That's That's a really bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the troops are semi expensive, but you're actually going to want to hoard them out as much as possible. So, yeah, the the minor hero thing is like. uh, Well, I mean, he's also he's also 50 points. Right. And, you know, the fury in this list is not worth 50 points. You're better off taking that 50 points and upgrading a bunch of your Uruks to Berserkers um, and solving the problem that way. Yeah. Cool. So we've got Uruka Drummer, the final profile. The final profile. The, 35 um, points. An independent hero uh, with stop line just like any other Urukai except Courage 4. No might, no will, one fate. He carries a drum. He can make your Urukai run faster by three inches. Um, He's worth taking some... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, he may be, but, but it's, it's always comparing. Like, I feel like the Easterling drum is more dangerous because you have horses all throughout that army. Like, the idea that all these guys are on like foot, I guess you could well, rope March. Well, I mean, March where you, yeah, that I mean, so where you see him inches. a lot is in these legendary legions where the whole army is moving eight inches, yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden the whole army is moving 11 inches, and then if and you march, the whole army is moving 14 inches. Um, and it's and you know, I would it's love like, to see that, it, but not Maher, of course, Maher is going in the opposite direction, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Maher's lost. Um, but yeah, you know what it is, it's like the uh, you know, that scene from um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the two guards are sitting at the gate, they're like who's that guy out there across the field and you see him running and then, you know, you see him running a bit and then all of a sudden he's like in amongst them, killing them all. Um, <laughs> that, that's essentially when you take this drummer along with all the other movement bonuses, this army get, it's like that. It's like that the, the Urukai are on the other side of the board and then they're there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, th- I think too, like outside I would bring him and I brought him with the bomb squad. The bombs, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's fun. The, the bomb yeah. squad is very like interesting because it's like, oh, here I am. Like you can literally, yeah, again with the march, yeah. yep. six extra inches with the bomb. So it's like a twelve-inch range of like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's you there's could, reasonable things to do with this uh, with this figure. You could add the drummer into Lurtz's warband, then add the add the bombs into it too, then appear next turn, run up to something. Maelstrom's great. Yeah, I think I did that in one of our challenges. But I lost, of course. Yeah, he's an independent hero, right? Like, you slot him in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, then other than that, I mean, I think he's worth taking in a pure, pure list, depending on what you're doing. So, um, but yeah. Now, then, then that's that's pretty much it. I guess we'll, we'll leave Sag for the next episode for... Um, so stay tuned if you want to hear about that trick and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and let, let us know too, if y'all have taken like interesting li- lists that you like abuse with like the, the Rakai. And I'm also curious if anyone takes the shaman. Yeah. Well, I mean, people do, and then usually regret it, but <laughs> <laughs> they take it once. <laughs> that actually happened in a tournament where this one guy, I, I went against him. He was so disappointed. He took it next to Shaman. Well, he was playing that Isengard Legion with the two ballistas or whatever. Yep. He sacrificed a ballista for a Shaman. He was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'd be better off loading the Shaman into the other yeah. and shooting it at the enemy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it worked out for him because I had Thranduil, so I was like casting terror everywhere, but 
Um, But all right. Well, then that is it for this episode. We'll be going into the troops in another review and the army of Dunlin will be kind of in its own separate little world. Um, But we will mix in our thoughts of like how they work with the rest of the Isengard force. So, all right. It's well, just the Cree Bane by themselves will change the whole thing. Yeah, it's the Cree Bane. Yeah, they're the ones who kind of change everything. So, um, but all right then. We'll talk to you all very soon. Bye-bye. Take care.